welcome back to Into the Combine. I'm your host, Stan the Man. <laughs> I'm Jason. And I'm Shoddy. Oh, well, it's been a rough couple weeks, but I'm sitting in black mold and I'm back. <laughs> you got your gas mask on? Yeah. Uh, I, have to make do. I was wondering what the hell was wrong with you, dude. We're just going to have to make do, but I think, you know, it sounds pretty good to me. Dude, we better record a couple extra episodes. You probably don't have much time left with that fucking black mold circulating through the air. <laughs> uh, I'm just playing. I'm back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. I mean, I figured, you know, regardless if I got the studio back or not, I was going to do an episode. It might have been in the under the mask. You guys were telling me just to suck it up, <laughs> you know, do it. Last time I actually did the I did the episode in black mold, so... You know, I'm yeah. sacrificing myself for this well, metal. I'm pissed off right now because, yeah, you're a little bit more metal than I am, so. <laughs> Why is that? Black mold? Yeah, because you got fucking black mold in your lungs, and I got nothing but fucking clean, shitty mold. Like It's not cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, I mean, bro, I'm just... I don't know if you listened to the last episode. We were close to, um, well, we didn't do the poll yet, so, I, I mean, I guess you're still on the cast, but. Oh, well, that's good. That's good news. We definitely had some good hosts, so I mean, we know. Yeah, no, I actually (laughs) did listen to it, and I I do want to personally thank those guys. You guys did a fantastic job. I know it's a big shoe to fill, but, you know, (laughs) you guys did an awesome job. I was really impressed. Yeah, so Stan, uh, sounds like you got got your shit all together now. Yeah, it's been a a crazy couple months, (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) From black mold to... Uh, babies on the way. Life, life <laughs> no, <fucking> changes. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's not yeah, staying the man anymore. It's Papa Stan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, me and my girlfriend are, uh, found out we are expecting a baby girl on October fifteenth. Oh. oh wow! Congratulations, man. Thank you. The first Thank we're you. here of the gender. Yeah, you, you guys heard about the obviously the news, but yeah, they, I, they just. You guys heard the gender when the whole world did. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just hoping uh, I kind of do maybe do something special for my family telling them. So hopefully they don't listen to the podcast before (laughs) Sunday. So (laughs) well, congrats! I got a little yeah, a little metal doodad on the way. (laughs) Doodad. (laughs) And Shoddy fucking moved into a new house. Yeah, I got a fucking new dungeon to to cast from. Yeah, dude. Fucking stoked! I get to set the drum set up again finally. So I hope the neighbors like fucking blast beats. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, shit's fucking. I got nothing. No changes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no big news. Shit's <laughs> the same over here. Not even a puppy and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So just fucking metal. Well, let's uh, fucking break this shit down.
right. Well, that was the band Homewrecker from the album Hell Is Here Now. And that track was uh, Fade to Oblivion. I checked this band out when you guys were talking about it on Patreon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't digging it at the time, but that breakdown was kind of cool. So I'm probably going to go back and listen to it. Oh, really? I wasn't really digging it, though. Yeah. Dang, really? Yeah. No, I it's thought just it was like, going to be up your alley. I did a little research before, you know, I was like, oh, this could be badass, you know, and you guys were talking about it, but then I wasn't like completely sold on it, but uh, I was kind of sold on the breakdown, so. <laughs> well, like, they're, uh, they used to be a little more hardcore, I guess. I was looking back at some of their older stuff. And, okay. Uh, this one, I mean, it's, it's they kind of like straddle the line. It's like halfway between hardcore, death metal, kind of, it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Like, I could see them going on tour with like Gate Creeper. Okay. Like, you know, Gate yeah. Creeper, it's way more death metal, but there's a little hardcore. Yeah, yeah. This one's a little more hardcore with some death metal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, lo- I love it. I Did think you? it's awesome. Yeah. I haven't listened to it much since, but I mean, obviously that breakdown was fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, re- I really like it. Like, I, I was going to, if I didn't use it for a breakdown, I was going to use it as uh, one of the things I've been listening to because we got the promo and uh, the whole album's good. It comes out mm-hmm. this Friday, which would be the 27th. I don't know when we'll put this episode out, but. So it'll probably be out by the time this episode comes out, but um, just really fucking good. Big, chunky guitars, good mm-hmm. tone, good it, vocals. And when I said when I wasn't sold on it, I kind of was like, it was more the vocalist. I wasn't, mm. you know, him, but I actually did like the music a lot and the sound of it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, hey, I don't know, dude. I mean, I don't know what to say about Stan, but I thought it was fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Stan actually has some. Fu- oh, we got to break down the week first, but I saw he's got some oh, yeah. fucking clips in the. Dude, in I know. The box. I'm excited too. I was like, oh my God, there's two clips there. What the fuck? Oh, I've been going through be? a lot of shit the last couple episodes. I've just been slacking, I know, but I did pretty good this time. And yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Ah, uh, well, I'm bringing some stuff to the table. You guys are bringing stuff to the table. We're talking about what we're listening to, as always. And then we have... <laughs> <laughs> so oh, funny. that was done so good, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what we're doing. It's so good. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, we got another uh, throwback album this week. Carcass. Mm-hmm. Heartwork. A little album. Another classic. Anybody's ever heard of it, but... <laughs> kind of an underground and classic. <laughs> We'll see who Ooh. liked it and who didn't like it. We got a jam-packed episode. I didn't even look at the outline until just now. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> and we got an interview with uh, Matt Slug Moss yeah. of mm-hmm. Sludge. Yep. Hell yeah. It's so. a longer one, so we went into quite a bit of shit, man. We actually recorded that, like, I feel like it was like three or four weeks ago at this point, but um, if you haven't listened to that album, me and Shoddy probably talked about it the last few episodes, but that album, what's it called, Shoddy? Esoteric uh, Male Oncology or something like that? Yeah, it's yeah. fucking I- great. I do. I I, yeah, I wish I could uh, you know pronounce it, but yeah, dude, it's fucking amazing. It's yeah. So I got we had to get him on just because right now it's sitting in the top ten of the year for me. So check uh, yeah. that interview out and listen to that album if you haven't yet. Yeah, I echo, I echo your uh, your thoughts. Yeah, but uh, I think we should start with Stan today, man. We haven't heard yeah. anything from Stan. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. It's been a while. Let's see what it, one or two, one or two. <laughs> um, guys. I think I did my research, and I think I went back, and I don't think any of you guys brought up either one of these bands, <laughs> okay. so I think we're good today. So the first band Thank I'm going to talk about, uh, released back in March, the new Crown album. Oh, you nice. You guys check it out. Yeah, I have. I have it on my list. Cobra I have like Speed. a long list of things I might bring in, and it's on there. Cobra Speed Venom. Shoddy? Yeah, mm, doesn't sound familiar. You know the Crown, you know... Thomas Lindbergh was in that band at some point. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about yeah. It. yeah. But you know, uh-huh. we got the new album. Not Obviously not Thomas, but 
Yeah, no, it's fucking, it's solid. It's a solid album. So fucking thrashy. It's fast. It's like, oh yeah, it's fast. Like high energy. Oh, the Crown is like always like, oh, mellow death. Like, but really they're not. They're I like, know. they're just fucking, they're thrash met like a modern day Metallica I think of. Like just aggressive, mm-hmm. more aggressive version of it. But the riffing and stuff. But then they throw in that a melodic death metal licks here and there. So it's yeah. like just catchy over the top and, a little bit. But this, I mean, this album's so solid. The riffs are so badass. I'm glad you brought it in, dude. I was actually going to text you about it being like, you know, because I know, like, I don't think you've ever really listened to much besides the album he was on, right? That Thomas was on? Uh, you know, I think I listened to the, that album when they re-recorded it. Okay, and that was right. it. Yeah. It's the same with me, though. I never really listened yeah. to much other than that. And then for some reason, I did check it out, too. And I was like, man, this is actually really effing good, man. Dude, just fun, fun listen. That's it. Yeah, nothing too crazy new or anything, just solid. No, but it still has that melodic death metal feel, so shoddy, it's going to latch onto you, like, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to like it. And it Dude, was like, I, it was kind of refreshing to have some melodic death metal-ish stuff, because last year was pretty weak, so it's nice. Right. Something's coming out. What but, uh, what song did you choose? Uh, I picked In the Name of Death. Okay, cool. Dude, I don't know if it was the fucking beer I drank or that song, but I was fist pumping and headbanging that whole time. <laughs> That's why I kind of picked. I kind of picked that song. It's it's more the catchier one. Yeah. But I mean, it's still thrashing and that's fucking fast riffing. But like, just yelling, come on, feel a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so good. That's so up my alley. But I mean, the whole album's just aggressive like that. The riffs, like, Shadi, what'd you think, dude? I, I greatly enjoyed it. I mean, yeah. at first, I was, it was a little, you know, suspect. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> and then the chorus came in, and then yeah, I was in the same boat, fist pumping. <laughs> Head banging. I had to move the mic out of the way because I accidentally hit it with my head. <laughs> so sorry about that. When you're editing, Jason, you're gonna have to. You'll see this big like fucking thunk. <laughs> Whoopsies. I don't blame you, dude. I don't blame you. Yeah, no. I at first I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? How am I gonna like this? Because it was a little thrashy, and then 
Oh, that it is. It changed yeah. real quick, though. So, and then it kept me engaged. Yeah, I I enjoyed that stand. That's exactly the kind of black death metal I like, though. Do just the right amount of thrash. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, slaughter the soul well, with the thrash, the but speed, taking it a little further. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Shoddy, what do you have? Can you top uh, it? Duh. Because I was I really know. into that. Okay, so if you were really into that, I know you've already listened to like two of the albums. See, this is a little fucked up. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to listen to black? <laughs> do you want to listen to like some? You, hey, give Follow us a your clip. heart, man. All right, let's Follow go with your clip heart. three. Let's go with clip three then. I don't know. Should I talk about it first or do you just want to listen to it first? <laughs> You're the fucking captain of this shit. Tell us where Dude, to go. I, I'm fucking sinking us then. <laughs> Fuck it. We're all going down together. <laughs> Blazing ball of glory. Yeah. <laughs> this is all right. So, this is a farewell album from this band out of fucking Finland. It's Finnish black metal. I don't really know how to pronounce this right, so I'm going to try, and then I'll spell it for you guys. Alganisithi? I have no idea it's spelled A-L-G-H-A-Z-A-N-T-H. Eight coffin nails. So I guess this is the eighth and final offering of this band. I don't know how to pronounce their name. A-L-G. Yeah, there you go. Algazanth. There you go. That's close enough. It'll be in the the notes. Yeah, in the notes. They're no longer a band anymore. So this is their last offering. So yeah, I don't know how I stumbled across it, but it was probably some of the immortal that was creeping in. And then I heard this and I was like, fuck yeah. So the whole album is um, a treasure trove of happy thoughts and good times but they call yeah, it let's listen finish majestic black metal that sounds pretty good sounds up my alley yeah i mean it's it, i mean dude it's really fucking good let's just listen to it yeah though. okay I was digging it. I get the majestic thing, dude. I could hear it in the riffing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was some nice it stuff. Pretty black. I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be more <laughs> of a little bit more like a Demi Borger kind of, you know, 
yeah overproduced catchy oh. shit that was pretty that black yeah, metal no, yeah no no yeah it wasn't i like that uh, yeah the, dude seriously the whole it was hard for me to pick a song i guess um, one of those albums to, yeah it was one of those nice. albums where it was really like i honestly ended up just closing my eyes and going around and then just fucking clicking with the mouse i was like <laughs> okay i guess i'll use this one <laughs> so it's just yeah it's a really really good album is it Especially that vibe you, throughout it yeah for the most part yeah mm-hmm. i mean it does have the it picks up and it slows down and it's atmospheric a little bit but for the most part i mean it's yeah it's it's yeah like i guess i haven't i didn't think of majestic that's a good way of I guess describing it. Yeah, that's what they had in their band camp. Yeah, I, you know, dude, camp. I had a fucking, I have a playlist on my phone that says black metal for shoddy. <laughs> this was for like I've been making this for a while, and I don't even feel like I have to give it to you anymore because every week you've been bringing in black metal. No, yeah, yeah. fuck off with your list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy about it. I'm not the oh, only one. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> it's it's been a good time. Yeah. So well, fuck yeah, that was good, dude. I liked it. Well, I've never heard well, of them before, so. Guys, yeah, I mean, late now, it's the last be, album, but. yeah, I know last album. So I that's what I was gonna mention is I wanted to go back, I guess, and you know, go to their first album real quick and see how that sounded compared you know, comparing mm-hmm. it to this one, which is fresh in my mind. Yeah. And then if I like it, then I'll dive back. So Yeah. But what no, do you have cool. for us? Um, all right. I guess we'll go with the high energy one first, since I'm still on that mode from Stan's clip. This one uh needs no introduction. So we're just going to fucking go ahead and hit hit it. Better well, I mean, bite you, your fucking tongues and what, pray to the metal you, gods. Well, you fucking cut it out, so. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You took it away from me anyway. I heard a lot of fucking negativity during that that the Whatever, listeners could dude. not All hear. Right, go ahead. Give us your spiel. Let's hear it. <laughs> no, no. I want to hear. I want to say your piece. Say your piece. Motherfucker, I just didn't. I'm not in the mood right now. <laughs> All right? Yeah. It's, it's like I can woman. agree with Shadi on that one. It's just I'm not yeah. in the mood. I'm not going to be so hostile, but, you know. I'm, I'm just, hey, no hostility here, okay? <laughs> Dude, fucking Judas Priest, this new fucking album. I know everybody's been talking about it and shit, and uh, I got so many other bands I wanted to bring in that are, like, less known that, you know, want everybody to hear, but I played that- this album so many goddamn times. It's like almost daily i've been fucking blasting this album and just like i don't even go back to judas priest that much but like for some reason this album 
every single, almost, almost every single song, I'd say 80% of this thing, 90% of this thing is like awesome. And, uh, I don't know what it is exactly, but it sounds like the production. I think Colin Richardson possibly, I should have looked that up, but, um, it's just fucking amazing production makes them sound like they're in their twenties. I know they got a younger guitarist now, so that might be why everything's super tight. It's just old school, heavy metal with just a ton of fucking energy, way too much energy than they should have for their age. Oh dude, I love the speed and I love the solo. And I mean, honestly, like I gave it a quick listen when you sent that group text out a while ago and I was digging it then because I wanted some over-the-top shit. Mm-hmm. Just right now, I mean, it just, yeah. Okay, hey. I'm not trying to disrespect because, yeah, obviously I'm not trying to get smited down by... You better make a sacrifice to the metal gods, but I mean, say, uh, what, say what you will. I'll cut something later. I don't know. <laughs> I just can't. Right now, I just can't listen to it. So I'll give it a listen when I have some time. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, that's exactly what I said, and I'm still getting shit on for it. <laughs> Just put on a leather jacket, go hauling down the highway, and turn it up real loud. It's fucking good, dude. It's just simple fucking good-ass heavy metal. Every song, dude, they go from shit like that with the vo- dude, the vocal hooks and melodies on this blow me away. I mean, almost every song has something that's catchy or um, it sticks in your head. Like that, I picked that song. I mean, I was really having a hard time because there's parts in like every song I wanted to do. But I kind of just liked what he did with the vocals in that one, the high shit he does, and the simple fact that every time I listen to the album, I'm, pro- I'm pretty much always that song. This song gets stuck in my head, so I, I don't know, dude. I, I as of right now, this is like definitely in my top ten. I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll stay or not, but the amount of times I've listened to it, just fucking fun. <laughs> just fun. I'll give it a listen. I, I promise I hope you. you. Do. No, I, I really at some will point too. I will. <laughs> Just I not get right it, now. I get it. If you want to fear more in the extreme mode, hey, whatever. Well, Stan, what do you have for us now? Well, on to my next band. Dude, he has get two real clips dirty. For us. <laughs> yeah, I got two. We're gonna get real dirty. <laughs> dirty? <laughs> like X-rated or? No, like dirty death. Dirty <laughs> okay. death metal. Uh you guys hear this band called Mammoth Grinder. Yeah, oh yeah. No. You sir. Listen to them? Yes, no, I have. Sir. Okay. Dirty, dirty, fucking hardcore influenced <laughs> death metal. Mm-hmm. Guys from Power Trip and uh, Iron Reagan, actually. Yeah, the I drummer like, from Power Trip, right, Chris? Yeah, but he's like the vocalist and the guitarist. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the Cosmic, name is so good too. Yeah, Mammoth Grinder. Mammoth Grinder. The CD's Cosmic Crypt, released on Relapse. I even got some homework. Look at this. I'm giving you guys facts. <laughs> Released on relapse <laughs> back in January. I can't believe First this one missed. Ever did his fucking homework. I know. <laughs> it's just dirty. I love it. <laughs> Let's hear it.
Yeah. Dirty, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Very dirty. <laughs> Grimy. Yeah. It's it's like uh, the lines of Great Gate Creeper, just like a lot dirtier. A little more I mean, punky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard, More hardcore. Mm-hmm. Like the drums and stuff, you know. D-beat-ish. Yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. It's a fucking good album, though. I liked it. I I only listened to it like once, and you know I never went back to it, but I probably should because I did oh, like it. I bought it. the fucker. Did you really? Oh yeah, it's the first purchase of the year. That's pretty good because we had the promo. Yeah. Oh, I know. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I'll probably listen to it more. It's good shit, man. Relapse has been killing it. Yeah, they have. All right, Shade. Yeah, Shadi. What yes, else? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um. So I guess Stan. I don't know if you remember the rant and the text message. The group text that I was talking about. But okay. for any of you guys who've listened to this track or this band or this album, which came out in the, whenever, <laughs> the 6th of April, he didn't always sound like this, and I feel like he's replacing somebody. But listen to it, and then we'll talk. <laughs> okay. Stan, what did you think? Is this the bleed from within? Yes, it is. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, of course, I was digging it. It's like catchy fucking metalcore that's just done really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. But what I, did you think of the vocals, though? Did it did it sound like Winston? Because he didn't parts here, sound, you know. Parts, and it was just because I not all of it, but because you guys be said higher. it, so I was like looking for it. Uh, you know, okay. just for context, because I had sent a text like a way a while ago after you guys were bitching about Parkway, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, just go listen to this Bleed from Within album because it sounds like Winston and it's some good ass actual metalcore." Yeah, no, definitely that, parts here and there. He it does sound like him, but I mean, he's got his own identity. It's not like he's a Winston mm-hmm. ripoff to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, because it's. He was a lot higher sounding in the album. Oh, okay. Before. So I've always been a fan of them. You know, they're not. Yeah, well, yeah, they're not bad, man. I think I've talked about them before. Uh, I never listened cast. to them. I never even heard of them, but. Yeah, me neither. Oh. Which is kind of weird because, you know, I at some point in my life, I was really, really into metalcore. Like, I knew everyone. So never even came across these guys before. I, w- I liked it because uh, the last metalcore band I think I feel like I actually enjoyed was that Barry Tomorrow one. From like a couple years ago that and maybe like some architect stuff 
And this kind of reminded me of like the Buried Tomorrow stuff where it's, you know, it's pretty pretty standard metalcore, but pretty damn good too. Yeah, see, I remember like in the their last album, Uprising, but I mean, I don't, I think mm-hmm. it came out in like 2013. So, I mean, it was before we were doing oh, okay, the yeah. cast here. It was a while ago, but yeah, they're like out of the, the British, you know, metalcore scene. So that's why maybe they haven't had, it's like the I guess, Scot- a lot of exposure. Scottish? Yeah, they're like from Scotland. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's up in that shithole, but yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, any Scottish listeners. <laughs> I uh, I uh, I remember I listened to the only, I only listened to the two singles that they had out, and one of them it was cool because it had a, some stuff that kind of sounded like what Architects do, like some cool riffing and stuff. And then the other one had a little more like Parkway Drive ish, just you know more a little more standard. But I liked both. So you you listened to the whole album? Yeah. Oh yeah, I did. Solid all the way through. Yeah, but I think it's a little bit more harder than like your standard like metalcore album mm-hmm. yeah well it doesn't have this bullshit like cleans or anything like that N- no there's like a couple like talking parts where it's like it honestly reminds me of like some of the shit that like winston is trying to do mm-hmm. but it's not more it's not like straight talking it's more of like uh you know there's like a chant going on in the background almost right so, but there's no none of the, like the whiny cleans that a lot of people no you yeah, know no, i mean associate of, with metalcore yeah, so there's not any yeah there's zero zero of those yeah. types of vocals in the album so. that's what i liked about it uh-huh none of that bullshit yeah i don't know i just thought it was a fun listen um it's an easy listen from start to finish uh they change it up and i just thought i don't know i guess it was just if you go back and listen to the other album it was there were the whiny there was some of the whiny stuff in there and mm. his vocals were a little bit higher pitched so they were higher like shrieks and screams he didn't have any of this depth that he has now. So I guess I was just really taken back, you know, how far the singer had come. I guess not come because he wasn't bad before, but, I mean, it's just a style change. Yeah, I get so it. So they kind of do sound like a little bit of a different band, but... Nice. Hey, it's always good to hear a little good metalcore coming out still. Oh, hell yeah. All right. I've got one more for you guys. This band... Oh, we're out of time, so... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> No, this is a good-ass band. I don't know. I think you guys will like this. Very hard to describe, but they're called Conjurer. With their album that came out this year, uh, a couple months ago, maybe. I've been sitting at it for a minute. Uh, It's called Meyer, M-I-R-E. And, uh, man, I don't know. They kind of take a little bit from Gojira and then mix in some more sludgy parts mix in some death metal, mix in some like post metal. They just take a lot of different shit, even a few little grindy parts and put it into this one big package that's very cleanly produced, um, you know, decently accessible. But yeah, it's hard to explain. So I tried to pick a clip that would give a little bit of each. So let's go ahead and listen to it and see what you guys think.
opinions? Dude, I loved it. Did you? Yeah, it's seriously that album's been on like my list to shit to listen to for a couple weeks now, and I just yeah. I think I listened to I don't know what song I listened to. What did you just play? What did we just listen to? That's a good fucking question. <laughs> <laughs> um, that wasn't Thankless, was it? No, it. A oh, flesh weaker than ash. A flesh weaker than ash. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, see, I think I've only listened to Thankless, and it was just by random chance because it came on shuffle, and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I went back and looked, and I was like, oh, shit, I should not listen to this now. I should listen to, you know, mm-hmm. I listened to the rest of the song, but then when the next song came up on shuffle, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it wasn't this album, so I was like, fuck. It's just but really yeah, dude. hard, dude, because seriously, every, every song is different. Like, you don't know what's coming. But it, it's all, but it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, it feels cohesive because it's got a similar, kind of like a somber tone throughout, a heavy, somber kind of tone. So, like, all the different stuff fits together. But, I mean, there's a song on there called Wretch, and it's a, it's a shorter song, and it's much more, there's some grindy parts, and it's really fast-paced. It's cool. You know, it's more death metal. But then, you know, like that song there, they, they slow things down. I mean, the, the tempos and stuff like that change throughout the whole thing. A lot of long songs. There's only seven tracks, but they're longer songs. But... It was a slow one, a slow burn for me. I, like, I listened to it the first time. I was like, this is pretty good. And something kept me coming back to it. And now, I, again, another one of those that's, I got a playlist going of just stuff that's really high for me on the year. This is really fucking good. Yeah, it's better than Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will agree with you. <laughs> I'm going to check that out. I feel like it's one of those albums you just got to listen to the album, not just a minute yeah. clip. You know, I feel like there's that's a lot of stuff is. going on. You got to soak it in. That's how it is. Because they do a lot of like buildups, you know to those heavy parts or mm-hmm. it's cool man because like i said they take some like sludgy doom parts that if you, like one song starts off with a really cool doom part so there's something for everybody but it almost has that like i don't know almost like the like a deathcore production over it but it's that might be the bad way to say it but you, you remember you know, like the like fit for an autopsy or something like that yeah kind of yeah, like, that, like heavy, that haze or whatever yeah it's like cleanly produced but it's heavy and yeah i don't know it's probably the wrong way to phrase it you know because it's definitely not deathcore or anything like that but anyways conjurer yeah the album is meyer and it's been out for a while and it's their debut so i don't know mm. what the fuck these guys were doing before this they must have been in bands or something because it's it does not sound like a debut album it sounds yeah, like a yeah. band that fucking knows what they're doing so okay um so last one I don't know Let if anybody guess. else is a fan. Let yeah, me for, guess. You, the, the bit, yeah, it came <laughs> out finally. <laughs> Let me guess. All right. The Inferior album came out. So, yeah, I got to listen to that a bunch of times. What's it called so, again? It's called The Revenant. It came right. out, I believe it was on record day or, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I somehow got mine on the 19th, but I think it came out on the 21st. Yeah. Thank you, right. USPS. 20th, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, or it came out on the 20th for digital release. But, so, yeah, it came out. Yeah. So, I mean, this is all you, man. I mean, I'm going to obviously listen to it because I loved Path, but I mean, this is your band. So, like, I don't know, man. I probably listened to it, like, so far around, like, 15 times. <laughs> and I would say that it's maybe, like, dude, I don't know. I had a lot of tile work and shit to do. So, I would just, you know, I, and then, like, once your hands get fucking with all the shit on there, you can't change it. <laughs> so, it's literally right. on, like, shuffle for, like, three hours, four hours one day. <laughs> So, I mean, I mean, it's a long CD. It's about an hour long. Yeah, it was pretty long, but, yeah. Yeah, it's... But, dude, it's a journey. I mean, I don't know that it's better than Path, I guess, yet. No, that's, but I don't what really I was, wanna, that's what I was going for. I just for. don't really want to say that, though. Like, I mean, Path came yeah. out in fo- fucking 14 or whenever it did. Or, no, maybe it was even sooner. Yeah, it came out in 14, and I've listened to it. That's four years ago. 
And I mean, that's that like, I don't know. You've been waiting waiting for an album since you finished listening to that one, haven't you? (laughs) For the most part. Yeah. I mean, it definitely lists, you know, lives up to the, you know, the hype or I guess of what I was expecting. I guess I just, you know, within theory, there one, it's, there's so much shit going Mm -hmm. on. Like it hasn't even like every time I listen to it, it's like, oh my God, that's going on here. Oh, the bass is prominent here. And then the fucking drums are absolutely ridiculous. Like it's just, it's yeah. I just need to digest it a little bit more and I need to stop like overanalyzing it and then just listen to it. But yeah, it'll definitely make some sort of end of the year list. I mean, it's just fucked. I mean, the the track I have for you guys is Smolder in the Ash. It's right before the track with Trevor. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it segues real nicely into that that song as well. But yeah, yeah let's I mean, listen I definitely, to it for anybody who hasn't heard the band. Y- yeah, let's do that. I mean, real quick though. I mean, I guess I could have done without any of the the teasers. So like, it would have been nice to you know only have listened to within the Dead Horizon and not had the other two songs been out. But it's your own goddamn fault. I guess yeah, you're right. I mean, I didn't listen no to them. No I'm one just made saying. you hit play. I didn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, let's listen to Smolder in the Ash. say that clip was definitely one of the things that i liked about the album was uh malcolm on the guitars that dude can play man oh dude that's what i was just gonna say too the like again every time you listen to it something else fucking the melodies Mm -hmm. are just i guess maybe that this album is a little bit darker than you know than path was or even the album before that i felt like i guess if i had to define path it would be like a, a nice shiny shield like just going into battle and this album is a little bit more weathered so i don't know if that's just been the time you know it just feels you know not i got Mm -hmm. not in a bad way but there's just like i guess an overall you know 
Not, uh, dude, I don't want to well, say the other a one was a little more tone. epic, right? Maje- it was. Majestic, That's what I was going to say. Again. I guess there you go. You're exactly right, man. <laughs> the other one was more majestic. I guess it was over the top, like. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. awesome. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah, just fucking awesome. Not that this one isn't fucking awesome, but, like, the other one is, like, literally, like, I could have envisioned, like, a king riding on, like, the back of a fucking elephant, just, like, going yeah. through, like, you know, the wilderness with all of his followers, like, chanting his name. <laughs> this one, I just, like, envision, like, the struggle the entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's a great story. I just need to understand it a little bit more. So, yeah. That was a very poetic way of describing it and uh, very Dude, accurate. It's, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you heard right there, the, the singing, they just, he just, he can shred on a fucking guitar. Mm-hmm. So... It's more tech than I than I normally would go for, so it's it was a long listen for me, you know, mm-hmm. just because it's not I don't listen to that stuff as much. But I was in a bit of a tech mood this uh, past couple of weeks, and so uh, I did like it. I don't know if it's an album I listen to a lot, but I it's fucking good for sure. Like if you like Tech Death, you obviously need to listen oh, to yeah, it because Malcolm yeah. is great. You know, it's worth it for the guitars alone. Yes, it is. It's probably one you have to listen to a few times because stuff's going to pop out at you. It's pretty complex, so. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Let's, let's let our... <laughs> or wait, you know what? We should talk about Patreon real quick. Uh, before we jump into this big uh, fucking album review, we should say thanks to uh, everybody who's gotten on board with Patreon so far. Oh, yeah, thank you guys so much. We've had uh, a decent amount so far since it's been out. Yeah, very impressive. I mean, you know, it's we've only... It was one episode ago that we announced it, right? Mm-hmm. A lot yeah. of our good... listeners that have been around for a while and it's like we said dollar you can do or three dollars and you get some bonus content and then a lot of you guys threw five bucks on there i mean it was just it's cool to see some uh support for it which is badass Mm -hmm. yeah i mean we're we're 18 patrons now which is fucking awesome i mean we thought that we were shooting for like two to three. We were like, yeah, fuck yeah. If we can get like three, that'd be awesome. And then, yeah, you guys piled in. We we, yeah. we need to get a bigger bus now. Yeah. And we so far, we had uh, we had the one bonus episode, which you guys got to hear some of that we just put out with our uh, interview. And then we've done some polls. You know, you guys got to, the, list, the Patreon listeners got to pick this throwback review. They voted on it, got to pick this one. And then we've got another episode coming out with... Uh, like God, like I think fifteen songs we got picked for us from the listeners on our on our Patreon for us to talk about. So that'll be coming yeah. up as a bonus episode for all of our Patreon listeners. So if you guys want us to talk about specific shit, go on there and uh, let us know. We'll get her going. That'll be our next up, ep- but next bonus episode. Yeah, for you, you out there that are not on it, I mean, you're missing out on some shit. Like, you know, <laughs> missing out on some shit. We got some cool <laughs> stuff going. It's like a party all day long over there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's not Hell do yeah. that, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> let's be nice. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we got some shit to get into here. Some good stuff. Yep. The class voted and you guys got it. Yep. Oh, yeah. You guys picked this. Carcass Heartwork.
No, dude. 11 out of 10 <laughs> album. Yeah, yeah, fucking 15 out of 10 album. You're right, dude. This is one of those albums that comes along just once in a while. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is, I mean. This is, I feel like this has to be like the, because, you know, everybody says, you know, the, the, the melodic death metal, the, 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 the big three or whatever. But like, I don't know. I still. I, I would like say this is like. This is it. This is up there on like the top extreme metal album ever. You know, mm-hmm. this is a top five. But going off what Shoddy was saying, though, the melodic thing. Remember, I remember we did our episode on the big and we three did of touch on this. Mm-hmm. I think we Stan, all listened to this kind. Yeah. You were just kind of saying that you thought. I can't remember if you said you thought this was first as the first melodic death metal or if you were just saying. You know, it was I think my opinion at the time, like, yeah, I was considering this as the first melodic death metal album. But I mean, now I mean, going it, back to it, it's so much more. I mean, it, it's, so, you know, it's so much more, but if, dude, it's released 1993, and this oh, is what I know. it sounded like, that, to me, was fucked up. Just <laughs> I because, know, dude. I mean, dude, like, it's... The... This could have came this out is... today, and it would, like, this, it's oh. timeless. Colin totally Richardson. Timeless. Colin Richardson, the producer mm-hmm. on this. Is just, yeah. This is Nobel the cleanest... Award. Dude, this is the cleanest album ever. This is, like, my... These are the my favorite sounding drums ever. Like this is I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, it's the cleanest like yeah, you I mean, you can compare it to everything else that came out what, 93. You're talking to like, you know, the Cannibal Corpses which is just raw and dirty, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, th- that kind of death metal. And then this comes along and it's just like you can hear every little like every little thing with the guitar and every drum hit, every bass hit and then Jeff's vocals on top of it and it's mm-hmm. just so dirty, but like, but it's just I so shouldn't beautiful. say dirty. You know, what I mean, like, it's so extreme, but so mm-hmm. clean and put together. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the combo because I think if you didn't have his vocals, it well, I mean, it would still be amazing, obviously. But it's a good contrast because he keeps it just raw enough, just extreme enough with those vocals that he has that it makes the really slick sounding everything else gives it just the right amount of contrast. I feel like. Mm-hmm. If his vocals would have been a little too polished, or that's probably the wrong word, because they are produced really well, but they're they still sound really like nasty. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, not as nasty as the previous albums, but it still has that raw edge to it, and I feel like that's what keeps it just right for me. Especially like if you go back to like I don't know if you guys listened to much of the, their previous albums, but disgusting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, I have not so. I, I mean, I really like Necroticism, the one that came yeah. out before this. Uh-huh. It's a great album. I mean, it's really good. It, it's got a lot of the similar things to this one. It's also got uh, Bill Steer. He does vocals on it a little bit, which he doesn't do on this album. It's all it's all Jeff Walker. And so, you know, it's a little different. It's, it's more raw. You know, this one is just it's a little more streamlined and just it takes what they were doing before, but they kind of just amped it up to like a whole another level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's it's different than what they were doing in Gothenburg. Yeah. Oh, for I don't sure. Know. It's a little different, it's but still... I feel like had he had we have thrown this in with those albums, it I mean it wouldn't have it's not that far out of the realm. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more edgy and I feel like I think, yeah. But I think that's all Michael Amat. You know, he brought that Swedish feel and put it on top of that English scene. This is an English band, but you know, yeah, the but one yeah, guy I mean, from Sweden. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to have some kind of influence on that. I mean, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. where he is from Sweden, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, though? I, would, I did a lot of reading when we were going to be doing this album, and it really seems like Amat got a lot more credit than 
Like Bill Steer actually probably should have gotten a little more credit on this album. Yeah. Because he did he does a lot of the melodic shit too, to be honest. I think I I honestly think Amat was more of just like the solo guy, you know. Yeah. It's hard it's hard. There's not a lot of like definitive answers on like who wrote no. what. But I know like as far as the recording goes, Amat had some like issues with getting to, getting there in time. Mm. And he was only able to get there in time to record his solos. But he did do some writing on like yeah. know, song, on the riffs and all that. But there's a decent amount of songs on here that are just Steer, Bill Steer, you know. But I know, dude, I mean, for sure, Amat definitely, I'm sure, brought a whole lot of that uh, over-the-top melodic, you know, mm-hmm. parts to it, for sure. Had to have. But like, dude, you take songs like No Love Lost. Oh, dude, I was sitting in my whole head. <laughs> no like you can hear it. Last. It is the <laughs> fucking pause. It's so damn good. <laughs> it's so catchy. Like I know, so I catchy. Know. Like but then you got songs d- like uh, you got songs like Embodiment though, which is like mm-hmm. fucking brutal though at the same mm-hmm. time. All the same mm-hmm. album. The blind yeah. bleeding the blind. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Like that one more this Mortal Coil, those ones are a little more on the brutal side. Yeah. The the, I mean, the the German labeled one or, or I don't know if that is I'm sorry Arbor yeah, Might so. Fleisch or whatever it's so good <laughs> the whole album it's just but yeah the the diversity though on the album is also crazy yeah exactly I mean like the so- fucking like leads and solos I mean uh, like on um what song was it now like oh on the second track Carnal Forge it just goes into a lot of the cool heavy more brutal stuff but then all of a sudden it stops like i think it's like midway through and it just goes into this this super melodic solo that probably was super weird for the time to hear for anybody that was listening to it for the first time you know like in a death metal album stuff like that it happens in every other song you know like solo after solo it leads the leads are just it's on another level you know i just think this album it's just okay so you compare it to other melodic death metal like let's say slaughter the soul you know mm-hmm. that that cd has been repeated how many times it's you know spawn genres off of it yeah I, right there's like there's not this is a one-of-a-kind album there's nothing like this in my eyes like this album at all you know it has mm-hmm. a lot to, you know, a lot of influence on a lot of other stuff, but I mean, like, I don't know. I don't think you can copy it. This is just a one-of-a-kind album. I think it's a good point. There really, I know, there really isn't another album that sounds like it, but there is, you're right, there is 
you know, Slaughter the Soul ripoffs, you know. Mm-hmm. And You're right, yeah. I don't know a band that really, ju- I mean, to do it like they did it, it's just, and that's why, like, when they came back, I don't know if you guys ever listened to their comeback album that they put out after, you know, they came back after they, they were, uh, they reunited and everything, but it's it's just, it made me think of that when that album came out, because it's like, man, this sounds like only Carcass, you know, like, I mean, because like. Surgical Steel, is that what yeah, you're talking about? yes, yes. Did you listen to that one at all? No, I have not. It's good. I I didn't know if it was good or not. Oh yeah, it's really fucking good. It's not hard work, but it's really good. It kind of kind of is between uh, necroticism and this one. Like it's not quite as uh, over the top melodic and catchy as this one. It's got a little more raw elements to it, maybe. But um, it's really good, dude. Especially for like however many years it was in between it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was reading something that uh, they were saying about when like when they did this album how they were like kind of influenced by uh, what Metallica had done with the Black Album. They said it wasn't like they were influenced by like what they were writing, you know, like they weren't trying to do Metallica riffs and stuff like that, but like how they took the what idea. they were doing before with the, with the fast thrash stuff and they kind of like streamlined it, cut out a lot of stuff and made it more catchy and... Yeah, the idea Which I thought was interesting because I can kind of see that. Mm-hmm. If you listen to like their past, the three albums before this and then this one, they kind of cut down song lengths a little bit it's very punchy as far as like production goes and all that it's it's kind of focuses much more on just like the grooves and the riffs and and the leads and all that but it, i mean it really was like the it had the same impact though right you know, to the yeah, extreme but listeners unfortunately, like did it really have that same impact i'm talking about I, to like extreme metal listeners i think it does it did you know was it that big of an album though in 93 oh yeah okay I just didn't know. That's I just. Oh yeah, I think it. I mean, I I honestly think this is one of the top. I mean, maybe this is just my opinion, but I mean, I think a lot of people would agree that you know this is a top five extreme metal album ever. You yeah, know, I know I agree with you, man. But I'm just saying, in 1993, people didn't know shit, let alone what they had in front of them. So I argue they heard this. And yeah, then, I mean, I, I who, who am I to say I was five years well, old? Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. We were five, so we couldn't have even so appreciated it. Yeah, well, I mean, I've read things like where people were pissed because it, if you listen to their first couple albums, they're doing that gore grind, just super disgusting style, and then by the time they get to this album, I mean, a lot, a lot of people jumped off ship, but. At the same time, yeah, I think I think it was pretty huge for them. Again, yeah, ninety three. I mean, Entertainment Weekly gave him a C plus. Right. <laughs> so like, I mean, who the f- like Entertainment Weekly? <laughs> but I'm just telling you, in two thousand and four, that's who was reviewing shit, and they gave him a C plus. So I mean, do you get what I'm like? They didn't I know see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying. But I'm sure like, like every every extreme band got like a D, you know. So this was probably <laughs> you know. That's a, that's true. I bet they probably reviewed fucking. You know, I got three Ds and, and an F. Like it's a, not that bad. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> still passed, dude. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, '93, dude. That's when death metal started going on the decline a little bit. So yeah, because I know that. I mean, good point. I mean, after this, they were like getting done with death metal. They put out that Swan Song album. Did you guys ever listen to that? Oh, yeah. Groovy. Do you like it, Stan? Yeah, I like it. I mean, it's fine. It's groovy. There's mm. good riffs here and there. See, it's you told me it was good, Stan, whatsoever. and I don't agree with you. I didn't like it, so really? I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried it, man, because like, it was around the same time that we were doing that episode, so 
Yeah, I went. I I tried listening well, to. It. I just didn't think it was anywhere near this. So I feel like maybe I need to go back and try it again. Well, I downloaded these both of these albums back in the day when I found out melodic death metal. You know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. So I've been listening to these ones for a while. Other Carcass is actually pretty recent. Fine for me. You know, I never really went back and listened to their old stuff until just recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I remember uh, when I was younger and had just you know getting into bands like. Uh, the Black Dahlia Murder and reading interviews and magazine shit. And I remember they would always say it was like their influences were like At The Gates and then this album, Heartwork. I know that was like mm-hmm. one of Trevor's favorite albums, you know, him and Brian, you know, that was like their mm-hmm. their big thing with, with making the band was to pull from those uh, two bands. And so I remember downloading this album, you know, I don't, I don't know what year that was, but probably the same time frame when we were getting into melodic death metal and being pretty blown away even at the time when I wasn't mm-hmm. listening to too much extreme stuff, you know, but it was again, it was just such a catchy album, and it's so it's so accessible. I mean, you could you could give this album to someone who doesn't really know what death metal is all about, and it's a good chance they'll at least get into some of it. Oh yeah, it's so clean. I mean, they're probably gonna be like, oh, "That vocalist is disgusting," but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're gonna say he's sick, but for the most part, yeah, I agree with you, Jay. They're gonna be like, "Oh, dude, that's that's catchy shit," right. Right. I guarantee you, yeah, they're going to be like, I don't like the singing, but the rest <laughs> of it's good. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good entry one, though, you know, it if is. you're trying to get it into is. more death metal. I think it's also, I think it's a good entry into melodic death metal if you're a full-blown death metal, like, you know, hardcore, I'm listening to the most brutal shit ever. And I think if you put this, like, it's still, it still retains that death metal Yeah, yeah. feel. You know what I mean? Does that, that yeah. make sense? It's a transition. It's it's not it's not too far off from what they're used to. So mm-hmm. yeah, I see what you're saying. It's, you're kind of fucked up if if you don't get something out of this album. You know? Oh, dude, mm-hmm. I completely agree. Like, not to be mean or anything, but yeah, you're kind of fucked up. Like, I don't know how you're listening to us if you yeah. don't like this album. I mean, but, unless and, I mean, you think it's too melodic or clean, I could see that argument. Like, maybe you like their more extreme stuff. I could see that. Like, if you've just if it doesn't do it enough for you extreme wise, but again, you probably just don't like fun or fucking good music then. Cause no, you're just <laughs> fucked in the head. <laughs> it's undeniable. And, and another, another reason why it's one of it's such a big change is the fucking artwork. You know, look at all their shit mm. before this, you know, they're just the <laughs> most disgusting, goriest fucking shit ever. And then they're just yeah. like, what the, what the hell is this artwork? It's like, uh, like peace symbol, like I don't yeah. know. I mean, this was like some uh, famous, like Swiss painter artist, H.R. Yeah. Geiger. Yep, Geiger. Yep, yep. He did a bunch of shit. He was like um, part of the special effects team for uh, the Alien film. Yeah, you know, that, oh, okay. yeah. Like so, he's done some other stuff. He like he does a lot of like sci-fi shit, kind of. So I mean, this kind of like if you look at it, it's kind of like yeah, that peace yeah. symbol mm-hmm. with a spine and then the arm. It has like yeah, but I mean yeah, he did you know all the Alien movies. It just kind of uh, like I Batman don't know. Forever. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, he was the one who did the Batmobile, I guess. Damn. Um, he's done some work with Ibanez guitars, I guess. He has a couple bodies out there. If you've ever seen Corn, Jonathan Davis's microphone stand, I guess that's like his, you know, part of his artwork. God, you know your shit about H.R. Geiger. <laughs> well, dude, well, I looked at well because I knew we were going to be talking about yeah, it, yeah. and that's like kind of a big, like that's it a big is. deal. Like he's kind of, for him to do some little fucking 
you know death metal band out of England. Like you mm-hmm. or whatever. Excuse me, but yeah, that's just it was. I don't know. I know. I, I I guess my point though is it fits like the it fits the CD. Like it's yeah. just yeah. such a big change. Like mm-hmm. you know, it would be funny. Like exactly. Like going from all their other albums. You know, all like, about what like the... the autopsy and surgical instruments and medical definitions and gore on the covers, and then all of a sudden you get this album with like a fucking weird ass sculpture. <laughs> They're not singing about anything gory or medical anymore. It's polished as fuck. So I mean, I could, like I said, I could see how it could turn a few people off. At least I want to know how many this? hardcore carcass fans picked up this record and were like, "Fuck this," <laughs> yeah. and you know, put it back down, like not knowing what it was. Just you know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That dude, probably so many. Dude, I bet you they heard "No Love Lost" and that was that was it. That's when they took it off and they were like, "No more." <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be weird coming at it for like us finding it later versus being with the band and yeah, you know, and being like yeah, the change happening. Mm-hmm. Stan, if you were gonna pick between like this album or something from the Gothenburg melodic scene, would, could you do it? Could you pick one? What I like better? Well, I mean, yes. Yeah. Could you order them? That's that's the better question. <laughs> Where would you put this? Okay, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the order of the other three. It's like so that. different, though. It doesn't it's... matter, man. They just put it in an order. Like if you had to put it. I mean, I'm going to, I think now, I mean, my, my tastes have changed a lot since we did the Gothenburg episode, you know, so I don't know if Dark Tranquility is my favorite right now, you know? Thank God. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Uh, It's a hard, I can't answer that. I hear you. I couldn't really do it either because mine has always been, as far as the Gothenburg stuff. I think I'm going to lean more, I'm going to, yeah, but I'm going to lean more towards Carcass right now just Mm because I feel like it's more of a death metal guy right now okay okay it's for me it's just a mood thing what am i in the mood more for you know that's mm-hmm. true yeah, uh yeah. back to what stan said fuck you Dark <laughs> tranquility still is the best album <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean don't be surprised if i come back next episode and i'm talking about gothenburg stuff because this might just you know launch me back into something. that you know <laughs> yeah just yeah <laughs> Well, I think they might have an album coming out maybe this year. Who? I might be wrong. Carcass? Who? Am no I wrong? Shit. I don't I know, man. I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought I heard some... I'm probably fucking wrong on that. Don't quote me, but... <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if they did, though. But you know, they and on Surgical Steel, they don't have Michael Amat anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was... But it's a cool listen, though, because it shows that, like, fucking Bill Steer can carry the band, you know, because it's... It's it's still really. I mean, I really like Surgical Steel. I bought that when it came out, and I really like it. I've listened to that a ton of times. And again, it's not hard work, but it's uh, for me, it's a close second for sure. I think the question stands is, could they ever do another album like this, like without him though? Like it's probably you probably need the combo. I'm gonna say no, just because no one. I don't even care if it's them. No one can make another album like this one. Yeah, yeah. With it's, a one of This is a one off. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it, boys. Yeah, I believe uh, you guys stick around. We have uh, an interview with Matt Slug Moss of Sludge. Yeah, dude. That's uh, good. Dude. He was cool. He was he, real cool. We went into a lot of stuff, like the theme of the band and like uh, just some of the issues he's had in the past and how it's like kind of, you know, contributed into the band and everything. And like I said, dude, just at least listen to the album, even if you don't listen to the interview, because it's, it's some top tier Oh, yeah. Stuff from, from a very independent band that just, you know, is kind of coming out of the underground finally. Yep, mm. yep. Musically, I mean, it's fucking right up there with 
any of the other big name shit that you'd hear. But yeah, this is two exactly. guys. They just recently got a drummer. Yeah, Black from Dalian. the Black Dahlia yep, murder, yep. dude. Oh, I forget what the I guy's talked to him is. after that or before Alan that, so Cassidy. I didn't get to talk to him about that. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Alan Cassidy. Yeah, lo- loved the project so much. He reached out and wanted to sign on. So I don't know if this means mm-hmm. that they're going to be maybe doing some some local touring. Maybe he keeps saying uh, maybe. He keeps yeah, saying maybe. I keep because well, I yeah. I mean, listen to the interview because I, I don't want to spoil anything. But yeah, there's. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, boys. I think that's it. I mean, we're still on Twitter. We're still on Facebook. So if you guys want to comment, but I mean, I'm telling you guys, the party's at Patreon. So yeah, <laughs> just, anyone not on it, just join. Like we said, if you want those dick pics to stand, you gotta get on there. Dude, those have been going out pretty regularly. Like, yeah, he's yep. been he's been taking some liberties with the dick pics. We told him that it was only gonna be like two a week, and he's been sending out like, dude, one day it was like two an hour. So yeah. Yeah. I turned notifications <laughs> off. I was like, fucking stand. Damn it. <laughs> um, but we thank you guys so much for uh, listening to us. We hope you get a, had a good time. I am Shoddy. I'm Jason. Well, that's weird. I'm Stan. <laughs> <laughs> you guys stay metal. Stan the man. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Stan. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Stan. <laughs> <laughs>
not deathcore. It was death metal, but there was mm-hmm. like a def- definite hardcore thing. Okay. And it was around the around the time like this is when though uh, like Bring Me the Horizons and Architects were like sort of still playing bars because you know they would come and play like little clubs and stuff. And it was a while ago. Right. But, okay. Uh, I sort of fell out of the entire thing for a very long time and uh after getting back i just sort of i was like no i'm gonna carry on doing a band but <laughs> the, it, it, there was uh there was like a little stupid i said it was stupid it was fun when we were younger like grindcore band that i was in and there's there nothing major though you know it wasn't um we had these sort of ideas about you know oh we're gonna get a record deal all this and that and it was all very fruitless but the sludge thing just happened a long, long time after that, and we weren't taking it very seriously. And then, you know, all this stuff's happened. So I know you said uh, in the past that you started sludge because it was fun. It didn't feel like such a chore, I think is what you said. Um, mm-hmm. what, why do you think it was a difference? Was it just because you guys were just kind of messing around with it? or? Yeah, I mean, the other guy in sludge, Kev, who lives here now, when he used to come down, we used to play like Nile and Morbid Angel songs, uh, you know, jam them out in the, the practice room. And he said, right. when are we starting our death metal band then? <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, let's do it. Let's do it now. So <laughs> he came came down and we recorded the first album. We recorded about six songs off the first album. About a week, he'd come down and we'd done that. And then we just wrote them on the spot, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we, we sort of we decided to just do it for fun because he was in a he was in another band that was sort of playing festivals and that and uh but he sort of he ended up dropping out of that because uh he's he's not keen on the the uh the live thing okay got you got you so i mean do you think that's why this one did stick i know i saw online the other day uh will tip had put out that you guys have been in like the top three sellers as as far as metal goes on Bandcamp since the album came out which is awesome man i mean how does that feel to have a little bit more exposure with this one like that mixed (laughs) yeah no it's it it, I, i kind of don't really like the kind of no i no i love it but I, 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 I have this like imposter syndrome thing going okay. on, like really, really badly. Like I think, like, what are they doing? You know, what are they thinking? This, <laughs> it's just, we're not a proper band and all this sort of stuff. I mean, that's, I said to my mother the other day. She was a. Uh, I was like, uh, I really need to get one of these like really expensive pieces of kit, like because like we'd spent we've spent practically nothing on this band. Like it, it it's. I'm using like a, an old free version of Reaper as the uh, <laughs> the recording software, just really crappy stuff. And I, I suddenly like maybe now we're like I, you know. And she says, "Oh, that's for like you know that kind of expensive stuff for like big bands and stuff." I was like, "Mum, we're sort of we we we're, we're doing a lot better than we used to do. You know, it's getting it's getting to a stage now where." Maybe I should be invested in some better stuff than that. But I mean, I did change my setup a little bit on recording the last one because obviously it's all like it's not all DIY now because obviously it's a record label. But as far as recording and that goes, it's all still exactly the same as it used to be. It's all sat in my front room, right? Just okay. making music. Even on this yeah. album, even with the label, you guys still did it right in the house, just everything yourself. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I know it sounds. I know it sounds different to the previous releases it does yeah partly partly because i was making an effort <laughs> okay um, and partly partly because um 
there was just certain bits of my equipment that broke down. I'm looking down at them now, trying <laughs> to figure out which bit, bit it was. But so I had to sort of get used to it again. It was at the. It was actually pretty stressful. The the recording on this one, I, I lost a lot of sleep over it because I was like, I need to make it. I'm not a professional when it comes to this kind of thing. I need to make it sound decent. Yeah. Um, and I need to make a. I need, I need to make a good impression. But as far as songwriting that goes, we've done. Ex- we did exactly the same thing. I mean, I've, I've heard a few people saying like, "It's a bold move," you know. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's actually the same. I mean, if you listen to the the way we've written songs and stuff, I think they're pretty much the same. There's ones on on this one that are like um, like the second track, for example, which has got like a really weird like verse with clean bits but actually we did that in like the on the first album people go and listen to it deus ex molusca's got that same weird way of doing it um Mm -hmm. so it's not it's not actually that different at all yeah it's uh, for me it's in the it's in the details you know it's it's definitely it's definitely you guys it's not i don't think anybody would mistake it for something else but uh it's just little little things in there that you added like like you said, the cleans in, well, like on the Spectral Burrows especially, you guys have that part in there with the cleans. Uh, I forget yeah. how it goes. Something about you're now one of us, I think. And it's it gets stuck in my head every time. And, and, and little things like that where it's like, I feel like it hits the target even better on this one. Yeah, I, as a vocalist as well, I mean, that Kev's done a lot. Like on, When we started, we would basically, we had songs where we would write them individually by ourselves so there's certain songs on them where kev's written and there's certain ones that i'd written them you know mainly yeah. on guitar because it's guitar focus but kev's done a lot more on this new one and he's a much better player than me so some of the riffs and that will have changed uh, the okay. structuring is very similar because i still structure it because it's i'm doing the, the lyrics and that and I've, I've got the sort of feeling of where it's going but I, i'm as far as vocally i try and do lots of things you know because there's lots of different styles that i like to do so on that one you know it's really heavy with the singing but i try to make it weird you know try to make it not typical yeah it's it's a very it's a cool way of throwing in some cleans without making it too poppy or too you know it doesn't take away from the aggression yeah Yeah. it's it's a cool way of doing it having said that i mean I sort of refer to some some of our songs as like pop songs, but I suppose if you listen to them, and especially, I mean, obviously they're all about slugs, but actually they're not all about slugs. Okay, sure. Uh, the Spectral Burrows in particular is about something pretty dark. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but <laughs> it's it would be unfair to refer to it, I think, as a pop song in that, that the light, in light of what it's about. But, right, yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, on the surface, obviously, that's the theme of the band, the albums, which is really cool because it does, at least for me, I like a band that it's a little something extra. Like, you know, when I first started listening, I thought of a band like Immortal with their mythology that they kind of created with the whole Blast Shirk thing. And, you know, when bands can do that, I think it adds a little bit. You know, you can go a little deeper, the lyrics and all of that. Even if you don't read into everything, it kind of adds a little bit to it. So... For you, was that an important thing to kind of like have to have that mythology, or did that just kind of come along as you guys went? Um, it was, yeah, because it's uh, we we tried to make it as a reflection of sort of who we are as people. Um, Kev's and I have a very odd sense of humor. I remember when we first started writing these, we were just we would try and say the most grandiloquent things to one another and the most bombastic 
bizarre statements and a lot yeah. of those things ended up getting into the lyrics like just ways of describing and we'd kind of it's that idea of like creating something and then constantly going on about it like we, we would we would do that with mollusca but also as a kid i was obsessed like it's a really it sounds really bizarre because i was a bit of a strange kid i was obsessed <laughs> with being a cult leader <laughs> okay okay so and now it's I like was, coming to fruition, <laughs> basically. Yeah, but but yeah, but in the best possible way. Because as a child, I didn't really understand um, what they were like. Really, like I thought, like it was just some like weird narcissistic like ambition for a child to have. But I didn't really get it that they were almost always evil, you know, terrible right. pe- people. So like, but I love I love that whole stupid kind of idea of. I mean, there is a, a bit of it. It's a pop at sort of organized religion and stuff as well, and that kind of like pseudo religious like nonsense, almost like televangelist kind of yeah, sure, like sure. way of way of speaking. But yeah, it's kind of it is like a, a self-effacing kind of thing from when I was younger as well. So there's a good chance this could turn into like some private island thing where you have multiple wives and you got a, <laughs> this could be a bigger than just the music thing. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, because you're. I mean, the fans. It, it's funny. You know, it's like everybody get, is in on the joke. Everybody. Um, it comes off like a like a religion, but in a way, in a humorous, lighthearted kind of way. But yeah, I, which is cool. I think it it adds a little something. But I know you said that the lyrics, like, they're. Would you consider them metaphors then for things that you're trying to talk about, or how would you explain the lyrics then? Um, the lyrics. Uh, yeah. Well, they're not actually. They're not that metaphorical like if you kind of i suppose it's from a perspective a lot of it's from a perspective of uh, the natural world some of it some of the stuff is like like for example on the last one salt thrower was very specifically about something it was about um it's about suicide okay um and, and these are you know things i experienced when i was younger i mean when, when i said i'd sort of gone away for a while i mean i'd i'd been i've been, been sectioned you know i was it was sort of very unwell what is um, uh? I'm sorry. What is section? What is that meaning? Where the government puts you in a hospital. Okay. Okay. So like like a, like a mental hospital type of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So wow. That, okay. That was about that. I mean, there's a lot of that. A lot of the sort of madness in in, in the lyrics as well is is a sort of is related to that as well. This kind of bizarre belief system, you know. But the it's a kind of lighthearted reflection on it mostly. But I mean that one particularly was inspired by that but spectral burrows is i'm not gonna go into it really but it's a you know there's quite dark stuff going on there and there's but a lot of the songs on the albums are to do with ecology and Mm -hmm. nature and to do with a sort of a critique on civilization itself but people it's in a sort of a non-ideological way because i mean I've, i've kind of gotten into this before with doing interviews about what the focusing on specific songs um, and saying you know what's going on in that one and i had always said you know really i'm just an entertainer so you don't okay, have sure to, you don't have to take my political opinions on board to sort of enjoy it but a lot of them aren't even political most of them as particularly the ones off um gastronomicon is like extremely sort of it's deeply into uh, primitivism and stuff Okay. Uh, and it's kind of that thing about how society is 
fundamentally unsustainable and will collapse. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Point. Yeah. So it, it, there's that whole thing in it. Um, and there are a few people, I mean, I, I was recently speaking to, a, there's a, an anarchist author that's messaged me who used to be playing a, a death metal band and he'd spotted it. I mean, I knew his name as soon as he'd, he'd, he'd emailed me and I, I knew his name and he'd spotted that in the lyrics immediately. Wow. So I think that if, and he said, it's the word you're using. He said, I can tell what books you've been reading. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> so uh, if you know what you're looking for, you can find it. But there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that in there to find. But there's also just slugs, you know. There, all I'm saying is, is there is stuff going on. It's not completely thoughtless nonsense. Right, there's more to it. I mean, that's, yeah. inter- that's very interesting to me, though. Like you said, with like Salt Thrower, those, you kind of w- went through some of the dark stuff going on with songs that are essentially about slugs, you know, in, in a somewhat of a humorous way. It's kind of, it's interesting to me that you would mix the two things like that, such a dark, dark themes with more of the humorous over the top stuff that you guys write about. Like, why did you, why did you choose to do it like that instead of just maybe talking about it straightforward? Um, because it's the, it's the escapism thing. It was related to the band in a way as well, because, I mean, that one in particular, I'd gotten stressed out when we were doing the recordings and stuff, because we don't, we didn't write it all and then record it. We would write one, then record it. And that's what over the past two or three years. So we got to that one and basically I'd become depressed again and pretty badly depressed. And I thought the things that I was done with years ago, because I thought I like to think, you know, with mental illness, it's never uh it's an ongoing thing throughout mm-hmm. your life, you know. Right, And yeah. because I, th- I thought I was done with all those feelings, uh, I remember after the first time I was, like, really, really badly depressed, I thought it can never get like this again. I felt those feelings come back. And it's kind of, it reminded me of, like, the darkest period in my life. And I decided mm-hmm. to write about that. I mean, it wasn't just a case of picking that previous experience back up and sort of using it as a as a as a subject for lyrics that was literally what i was feeling when i was doing the album mm-hmm. but luckily i worked my way out of that because i've built up a lot of sort of mechanisms to help myself get out of that state of mind but you know it's yeah it's still just a but I don't want to, you know, if some people probably listen to that and just think about slugs, but I don't, I don't, I want them to in a way because it's kind of, I, I, you know, the, life isn't, I don't treat life too seriously. Um, and I think that no matter what happens and how dark something gets, it's kind of, uh, you can, everyone can read different things into, into the music and I'm not too focused on the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know my kind of experiences so i don't want to i don't kind of don't want to bring people down with it so i'm quite I, I don't really talk that much about what the lyrics are about yeah, you know? yeah yeah sure it's actually i mean it's a really interesting way to go about it i think it's really cool that you can combine those deeper things but with something that's really fun at the same time that's what i, I really like that about it so i guess my my thought is when you're when you're talking about some of that kind of stuff and mental illness and all that and i know you said in the past that I think you didn't want to go for a major label. And I think, I don't know, were you kind of hesitant about pushing this band forward because of, I, I could see how that could be a problem with mental illness, I guess. Is that something that you ever worry about? Or, or are, you, are you at a point where it's not really um, something that you're concerned with? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really specific, I mean, again, I don't want to go too deep into it. Sure, the sure, thing sure. About, the thing about uh, 
the mental health problems. They're sort of, um, I mean, some of them are sort of, you know, psychotic problems, and some of them are kind of personality rooted through mm-hmm. ex- from experiences that have, have been happening. I don't, I didn't know how I would react to getting pushing it too far. Do you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. L- luckily, I'm kind of, I'm actually okay. I'm, I'm not too bad. I try and stay a little bit grounded and don't because uh, the Molluska thing as well is is funny on the one hand, but it's also a kind of thing to do with paranoid delusions of grandeur. <laughs> do you mm, know what I mean? Okay, sure. So, but luckily nothing like that's happened. So I've been <laughs> all right. Um, but I was reluctant initially to sort of push it forward because of the stress of it as well. Because just because of the thing, you know, that's when things like ha- that happen. Uh, where you kind of just go absolutely off the wall. It's it's because of stress usually. Right. Okay. But luckily, Willow Tip have been absolutely fantastic. Like we, you hear all these sort of horror stories about um, record labels. It's just not been like that with them. It's been a really good experience, and um, I've been in direct contact with Jason, who runs the label like yeah. a lot. Other people who work for the label, always really nice. Always sort of cool like pally you know like friendly like mm-hmm. they speak normally about stuff and <laughs> it just doesn't feel like work or anything or a chore or that's awesome yeah so uh, i'm really pleased with the way it's gone yeah that's really cool because i mean from from the looks of things i mean i don't want to try and amp everything up too much but it really seems like this album is really catching up catching a lot of uh, steam you know i mean for me it's it's kind of the album to beat for the year, even though it's early in the year. And it's, I know I'm not the only one thinking that. So it seems like you guys could could really be moving up in, in, in the metal world. And the fact that the first step with that, with getting on this label and all of that, it's, it's cool to hear that it, it's going smooth and instead of the other way. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a certain element of... Uh, like I read on... I was on some forum the other day, and I was just like, I, I look... I, you know like if you said, don't read the comments? Well, I read yeah, all sure. the comments. <laughs> I, 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 I get the sort of... I think I'm looking for negativity when I okay. go there. But I don't tend to find a lot. But I saw one uh, which... Which, which is really nice, obviously, but I'm not actually looking for it to get angry about. I'm looking for it because I, you know, I'm the I'm our, I'm my biggest critic, and we I'm sure. our biggest critic. So I had loads of problems with this new album that I was just waiting for someone to sort of say it, so I could say I knew it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I knew that. I knew that I'd done that okay, bit wrong. Yeah. But there wasn't a lot of that. But then one, I saw one that said something along the lines of, "I don't think they can possibly top this one." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just that suddenly, you know, sunk in a little bit, and I thought, can we? I, you know, <laughs> but then I thought, I thought, I don't, I didn't think this one was that great. Well, no, I didn't, I didn't not think that this one was good. I thought this one was good, but I'd, I'd messed with it so much um, in terms of listening to it and trying to get things reorganizing things within it that I lost a lot of objectivity on it. And by the time I was about, we were about to release it. I was just like, I don't know whether this is good or not. Like, you know, I, I can't I can't tell anymore. Yeah. But as soon as I'd put it out and I'd re-listened to it, I thought, I know where everywhere I've gone wrong here. <laughs> I know I know where it could be better. Where, you know, and, and the flow of the because I'm an album person, you know, I like yeah, getting in, sure. I like to get an album good, not just songs. And I'd kind of 
figured out where where the problems lied. So I, I'm I'm quite I'm quite confident that the next one will be better. But <laughs> yeah. we'll see because you can't you can't tell with people. It's very very subjective, and that's why I you know my, in myself I don't. Like I fucking sorry I don't know I swear. Oh no, go I, for it. I I love that uh, owls. Where the owls know my name, like that album that's just come out, like Rivers of oh, Nile. Oh, uh, from Rivers of Nile. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's awesome, but I don't tend to criticize other people's music too much. And when I listen to their music, it's like I'm getting stuff out of it that they probably can't. And it's the same with us, especially if you make music that's like I always wanted to be in a grindcore band. That was my thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did. Not, I did not want to be in like a prog metal band, <laughs> but that's. I love being in this band, but that's partly because, like, what, when you listen to music as a kid, or or a thrash metal band, I wanted to be in a thrash metal band. That was the other one. When I was younger, uh, Metallica was like my life. Right. Um, okay. But it, it, I'm not in the sort of band where I, that I imagined I was going to be in. So I'm never going to be able to be like when I used to stand in front of the mirror with my guitar, pretending I was like on stage, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, um, playing thrash metal or whatever. So yeah, I don't. But that's you would only get that if you copied other bands. Do you know what I mean? I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and because we we really try not to do that, and we try and do our own thing, it's like if you do something really strange. I think a lot of people do write pretty could or do maybe write very strange songs or music that kind of work, but they put to one side because they think I don't know whether other people would like this. I know that's certainly true of us. There are some songs that we've done in the past which have been just too weird. That were okay, but were too weird mm-hmm. to put on an album. But I don't know. Uh, that's the kind of my own self-filtering thing. Sure. Now, is that something that you're worried about then? Like, I shouldn't say that. You kind of said you weren't really worried about the next album as far as topping this one. But is is there going to be any extra expectations on that? Or, or are you just going to go into it, you know, not really worried about it? We'll just, we'll do, we've started the new album already. So I've, I've got like, um, that's quick. It's, we have nothing much to do. But yeah, <laughs> I started or we started already, but I started writing lyrics. We've got, we've got like a, it's a concept album. Okay, <laughs> sure. Setting yourselves up for failure there. But it's, uh, well, I'm surprised you not, guys haven't done that yet, actually. Well, we, we kind of did with Stim and Slime Ridden Kingdoms. It's about our journey and it's sort of to accepting death. But like uh, that was because, uh, I mean, I've said this loads. It's no secret. When I was doing, when we were doing Gastronomicon, I got really seriously ill and mm-hmm. thought I was going to die. <laughs> wow. So okay. I'd said at the time as well, there probably won't be another album after this because if I'm still feeling like I feel now at the time when I was doing it, in a few months, I don't even know. I, I can't stand this much more. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So that the Dim and Slime Ridden was a bit of a concept, and it was on that sort of theme of um, death and facing up to one's own mortality. But this one's the next one specifically is a, is a story, but it's not. I know that what people like about us as well is they like the bit of variety, and they like, and this is what I like about us as well. It's just jams. We're just doing songs. All right, so I I kind of have a concept which is in mind, but it's not going to be absolutely critical to enjoying the album. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, 
and again, it's this kind of it's this thing about the fall of civilization. Yeah, okay. Well, told told through the sort of perspective of a hive mind um, species on another planet, but it is literally just it, it's about people. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, we've got it worked out what it's going to be. We're just it's just filling in you know the sort of fine details um if people don't like it or or are like the old people because like, we have changed a little bit i suppose in some respects on the new one yeah, sure if people that like tetheric don't like this one if people that like the old ones like this one it really doesn't matter if new people like it it's fine um this is all very unexpected anyway so i don't have any expectations yeah going right. forward you know right. so i'm not i'm not too fussed i know you said like what people like about it is the amount of variety and all that which which is what i love about the album and, and the band it's kind of like you guys are it's a really hard to classify the prog death thing is definitely there but you guys throw so many things in there i mean on this new one on the last song there's a there's a riff in there maybe three minutes or four minutes in where it's it's a riff riff it's got a cool groove to it you know but then you've got some of the more like tech prog parts in there as well is that just a combo of your guys's different influences or what you guys listen to or how does that come about why is there so much there's so much going on which is really cool that's why i think so many people can latch on uh it's kind of it's it is a mix of our influences because kev listens to a lot of prog and he listens to a lot of modern technical music not just tech death but you know a lot of stuff um yeah and i listen to a lot of grindcore really extreme sort of death metal um very dissonant stuff like there's Mm -hmm. generally speaking if you uh, i mean i'm a massive fan of like people like gorguts and that uh ulcerate so like if there's if there's a kind of horrible bit that's randomly just comes in after quite a normal bit it's usually my doing. If it's a kind of a very technical, okay. technical um, and, and sort of melodic thing, it's usually Kev. We yeah. kind of we. It's not just the influences though. We kind of there's this thing I've got about contrasting emotions and stuff. And there's a reason there. Are, there is a reason. There's a lot thrown in. I mean, we once were called a musical ten car pileup in an interview and in, in, <laughs> in, a, in a review. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah. I thought I was I thought I was really funny because is it, that in a good way? Yeah, well, no, I mean I think he said it in a negative way, but oh, okay, like, I I took it as a positive because I yeah I, yeah I like that because I, I yeah. like chaos and not not chaos is in I mean one of my favorite bands is in Dillinger Escape Plan, but it's not chaos in that way that mm-hmm. which is just like absolutely mental sort of I don't even understand how they do do what they do most of the time, but it's structurally there's a lot of uh, and um in feeling there's a lot of stuff that changes quite quickly and yeah also coming from grindcore i i get really sick of the same thing but happening a lot <laughs> so I, I yeah to that of, makes sense i, I mean I've, I've tried to refine it a bit more so that there is a sort of return to riffs and, and that uh that's where things will get played out a bit longer but also i kind of still like to just throw things out um that is so, interesting yeah. that um I can see that kind of like arranging things through the eyes of some of a grindcore fan because it's very not ADD, but it really keeps changing a lot in the way that you know grindcore can do, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and just just we as well. We when we're writing, we sort of say we have this thing. You know, is that weird enough? <laughs> is that like? Yeah. Is that like? We'll sit there and play a riff, and it's just like that chord that is on the end of there. That set of you know that scale is just not 
evil enough. It's, mm-hmm. just, we, we, it's not weird enough. It doesn't. It's not creepy. So we try yeah. and uh, throw that in, and then just have like melodic passages. But I, I think that kind of way of doing it is part of the reason that uh, we like to just keep people on their toes in terms of like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So on, when I was online at some point, I, don't, I think it was Reddit maybe or something like that, there was someone going on about uh, how they couldn't take the band seriously because of the slugs. Now, I'm fully on board and I can see how they uh, can be very metal. But how would you defend that, uh, you know, as slugs fitting into the metal realm and metal genre? Um well, I guess I said, how metal can slugs be? They can literally be metal. I mean, there's like I've said this before. There's a there's a slug that lives at the bottom of the sea that's has an iron shell and iron <laughs> okay. uh, iron scales. It's called the scaly foot mollusk. They can Google that if they like. Um, so it literally can be metal. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, there is a they. It's about that's can't take it. Metal isn't very serious. It's not. A, we we're uh, from the outside. We look like. We, we're not taken seriously by, mm-hmm. by by other genres of music. People that like jazz don't generally, or sort of, and uh, not everyone, because obviously there's people in metal that play jazz, classical music, things like that, which are all things I love. But we kind of have this, we are kind of looked down upon by, you know, other genres yeah. of music. But we've tried to incorporate everything that we love about metal and makes metal fantastic even right down to the sort of camaraderie aspect of metal like metal fans are there's nothing like metal fans you know right um, so if it's people can't take it seriously who are into metal i don't know what you know they i think they're <laughs> they're they're lost you know yeah they're, they're probably lost. listening to stuff that's about wizards or you know the well, deep it, devil it, or whatever anyways you know so well if they're they're probably listening to stuff where a lot of the time they might not even know, you know, they might say oh, it's a gimmick or whatever, but they might be listening to stuff where there is, they don't know what it's about mm-hmm. or, or, or it's about Satan, you know, which is just boring. Or zombies. Yeah. At this point, <laughs> Satan, I'm just sick of hearing about him, but like yeah. it's kind of that in itself is a, is a take on, you know, the whole Molusca thing is a take on that. This kind of, and the Lovecraftian thing as well, which is massive, which is always a thing that goes over and over and over. Um, yeah. I just, I'd, I'd like them to sort of sit down and think about what it is <laughs> that they they can't get behind. Is if it's because they think that we're taking the piss out of <laughs> that, we are taking the piss. But <laughs> we love, we love metal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's everything to us, but we just have a very different perspective. Way of looking at it, uh, immortal. Yeah. You know, if you listen to immortal, you can't. I don't think you could. You can't take yourself serious. I mean, if, it, if anyone that's watched the, an immortal show with the sort of crab walking across the stage, mm-hmm. and you know, he's not a serious guy. I like yeah. him. There, there are certain people in the black metal scene I can't stand. You know, I think they're like edge lords, <laughs> complete edge lords. <laughs> who are just, you know, grow up. At what, yeah. Uh, so. You know, whatever. If you can't take it seriously, that's fine. But I would, I would, I would advise that they sort of try and get beyond that. And and if they still don't like it, fair enough. You know. Yeah. Still... What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. Don't matter. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna give you two song ideas here for your charge that I was uh, thinking before the interview that you can use in the future. Uh, Blinded by salt at the gates one, and yeah. then well, I come to... slime. 
<laughs> Come on, we do, we do anyway, though, don't we? Uh, Blinded by salt. Actually, we had uh, Salter of the Soul. That was oh, one. okay. Well, I guess uh, okay. There you go. That was one that was floating around. I, I come. <laughs> I've tried. I try and avoid any references to uh, genitalia or <laughs> their properties in in the thing, though. So I'm not, I'm not so sure about them. Ah, damn. All right. Well, we'll put it out there anyways, I guess. But uh, okay. thank you so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. Like I said. Love the album and can't wait to see kind of what uh, how it picks up steam. I think it's I think it's going to be a big one this year. So, 